Songhe Zomapete on The Viewpoint. Read 2137, hashtag top scholar, the green hydrogen research, a conversation with Professor Samson Mampueli, director for the Center of Renewable and Sustainable Energy Studies, that's CRSES at Stellenbosch University in Marthys. Now, the university recently signed an MOU with Teesside University in England to become a research partner in initiatives to advance the use of green hydrogen as an energy source. The main focus of the production of green hydrogen, which is produced by electrolysis of water using renewable energy resources such as solar and wind energy. This MOU forms part of President Ramaphosa's recent state visit to the UK and has allocated an initial 12 million rand towards establishing research expertise in the field. These research activities are set to help South Africa with technology localization as well as industrialization using the hydrogen economy. To tell us more about this wonderful initiative, certainly when you talk about energy, energy security, especially in the light of the disaster that is everything to do with ESCOM, Prof. Samson Mampueli, please do educate us. Welcome to SAFM, first of all. Thank you so much for joining us and for staying up so late. Thank you. Thank you uh, to you and, and, and the listeners. Um, I just need to indicate uh, I've, I've left Stellenbosch University. I'm now uh, the head of the Energy Secretariat uh, at Sanedi. Um, the Energy Secretariat is under the Department of Science and Innovation that has um, arranged the signing of the MOU that you have um, uh, alluded to, uh, which was signed in the presence of uh, the Minister of um, Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Dr. Blade Zimande, as well. Which is important, I beg your pardon for that, but many congratulations, I suppose, for your promotion. It can only amount to that. South African National Energy Development Institute. Well, now that you are sitting there, you actually even sit in the vantage point of looking at the overall nation's strategy, not just this MOU and the work of this MOU. But specifically, what are we talking about, about this particular MOU? What is it marching towards or advancing in relation to the broader appeal to which South Africans want to hear our energy security? So basically, South Africa has been involved in uh, hydrogen research for the past uh, 15 years. Um, The National Department of Science and Innovation um, has been funding a program that is called Hydrogen South Africa, or in short, HISA, which involves a number of institutions, including Northwest University, University of um, uh, Western Cape, the CSIR and other institutions where um, a number of technologies um, looking at, um, for instance, the what we call the membrane electrolytes uh, that, that, that are involved in, in the electrolysis, uh, the, which is the process that breaks down the water into hydrogen and, and, and oxygen. Uh, so we've got our own technology uh, developed in South Africa, for instance. Um, so this MOU, uh, that was signed, and Stellenbosch University also, uh, we've had some research activities around the hydrogen economy and also around renewable energy supported by the National Department of Science and Innovation. So this MOU basically was signed between the two institutions um, uh, after the, the, the state visit by President Ramaphosa. I was also there representing Stellenbosch University by then. Um, and I witnessed the, the signing of the MOU. Um, this MOU is basically uh, for, for the two institutions to coordinate research activities um, and also industrialization 
in, in, in the hydrogen economy in South Africa and also in, in Britain, um, working with various other institutions. For instance, in Britain, uh, Teesside University will be working with Durham University. Uh, on, on our side, um, Stellenbosch University will be working with uh, universities such as University of Venda, Deben University of Technology, Northwest University, University of Pretoria, um, the CSIR and other science councils um, to advance the, the, the research in, in, um, in, in the hydrogen economy, uh, the, 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 the production of joint intellectual property that will then be de deployed jointly. For instance, our MEAs will be deployed in, in, in Britain um, and, and also some of the technologies from Britain will be deployed in South Africa. The British government is also going to, to establish that there's a company that they're supporting from Britain that's going to, 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 to invest about 450 billion British pounds in the, uh, in the establishment of a big hydrogen uh, production facility where all these institutions will be involved also on the research side while, while they will be producing hydrogen for the export market back to Britain and also for, for local consumption in South Africa. So this is bigger than just Stellenbosch University and Teesside University. It's a national program here and it's a national program in Britain. Let's talk about it being a national program here, particularly in the light of the energy concerns and questions they are hovering about South Africa, which its impact so far in terms of certainly how ESCOM has played itself out just in the last year. It certainly is a question that becomes elevated in terms of importance. But beyond that, how South Africans now, or what rather South Africans, should be anticipating of this project? Yes, so so the project itself um, has got a lot of benefits. Um, if you look at the energy crisis already, we are starting to look at what would be the the the, the, the impact or the role of hydrogen uh, in the energy mix of South Africa going forward. Um, we 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 are not seeing it much as uh, a lot in the electricity generation side of things. Uh, we're starting to see the impact uh, or the role maybe in the product in, in in the picking power kind of a, a situation where for instance you could replace your diesel generators with hydrogen uh, uh, production facilities when the system is constrained then you dispatch the hydrogen to produce electricity uh, we're looking at the the, the 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 industrialization in terms of the green hydrogen sector because south africa has got uh, at national level what we call the hydrogen society roadmap where we want to establish um, hydrogen production hubs in Limpopo, in Limuhalakwena, uh, in the mining community, uh, uh, in in Houting as well, and and as well as in in in, uh, in KZN. So there will be trucks that will be moving, uh, driven by hydrogen instead of diesel or petrol between Johannesburg and and and, and uh, uh, KwaZulu Natal, for instance, and and those trucks will have to get hydrogen from some of these hydrogen production facilities. So the department is pushing for these big, massive projects that come with a lot of job opportunities. Uh, we we have estimated quite a number of job opportunities and also a huge impact in the GDP and the economy as, as, as well. And that's on the on the side of the industrialization and, and, and the, the handling of, of things in mines and also in the ports and the Deben port and things like that. And coming with that, 
is the research aspect, which which is where we we're looking at institutions such as University of Venda, that is in Limpopo, uh, Stellenbosch University, supporting uh, other institutions such as Deben University of Technology and other institutions as well. So so we're building capacity on the research side. We want to build capacity also on the human uh, uh, resource side so that we are prepared for this uh, big hydrogen market that we see uh, that will be coming up very soon. Here is a quote that is attributed to you, and I just want to pretty much read it out so that you can explain essentially what it is for those like me who are dummies in this respect, who might not quite understand what green hydrogen energy would be. The main focus is the production of green hydrogen which is produced by electrolysis or electrolysis, as I say, of water using renewable energy resources such as solar and wind energy. What essentially does that statement mean? So basically, when we, 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 we've got different colors of, of hydrogen, um, we, we've got what we call gray hydrogen, um, which is produced from fossil fuels with uh, carbon capture and storage or carbon capture and utilization. We've, we've got what we call uh, brown hydrogen, which is produced uh, using fossil fuels without carbon uh, uh, capture, for instance. Um, and, and, and when we when we classify these, we look at the impact in the environment in terms of emissions. Mm. So when we when we talk about uh, green hydrogen, that's where we use renewable energy sources. Uh, so with with the other two, we could use uh, gas, we could use coal. Um, as an energy source for mm, for mm. for splitting the wa- the water or for for actually you can actually extract the hydrogen from the coal itself through gasification and things like that but um in in the case of green hydrogen we are actually taking water and and then we split the water through electrolysis and and that process of splitting the water through electrolysis is powered using renewable energy which is either solar or wind or sure. hydro and things like that. That's where we talk now. Up, we start talking about green hydrogen. So countries like the UK, they they don't have land. They don't have as much res- uh, renewable energy resources as we we have. Mm. That's why they are opting to come and produce that green hydrogen here in in South Africa, uh, using ocean water that they they will draw from the ocean and then do desalination and then produce green hydrogen for the export market and the local market. Would they have to come here to get access to salt water when they have plenty around them? Yes. So, so here they're following basically the solar resource that we have, um, the I wind see, resource see, that we I have, and you. the land that we have. So, so in their case, they do have the water, but they don't but they have don't these the other three two. things. No, I've got you. Yes. I've got you. How does South Africa then stand to benefit from this? I mean, where is for South Africa the win in all of this? So, so South Africa benefits in terms of um, the the the, grow, the growth in the economy. Um, so, hydrogen then becomes a commodity that mm. we are now exporting. And 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 you know, when you export um, a, a commodity of that particular nature, then you create a lot of jobs where the commodity is being produced. Um, so, so in that sense, we will get a lot of jobs created. Um, I just came from the the ANC uh, policy discussions where I was a, a panel member, mm. uh, and one of the things that I was talking about there was the fact that as we disrupt the energy, the electricity market, uh, we should look at the role of hydrogen in 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 the in in the in the in the in the production of jobs, and also how can we then 
um, inst- take people like people in the mining sector and reskill them for and and prepare them for this new uh, hydrogen economy so that it minimizes job losses as we transition from fossil fuels to, to, to renewable energy it it minimizes the job losses especially on the on the on the downstream kind of a thing so those are some of the things that uh, the, the the ANC is starting to look at and and we all we know that the ANC policies uh, end up being uh, government policies as long as they are in power so those are some of the ideas that we're starting to to, to gain or, or or to have in in the hydrogen economy in general. Fantastic. Prof, I propose that we take an ad break now because we have a minute and a half and I don't propose to cut you midway your response to a question I will only ask on the other side of the break. For those of you who are okay. still awake, alive and tuning into this conversation, my guest is Professor Samson Mampueli, who is now at Sanedi. He's a top dog there and we certainly appreciate his time. The time is 21.50 here on SAFM. On the Viewpoint. And with just under nine minutes to go with Professor Samson Mampueli, who is at Sanedi, let me continue the conversation in relation to what is happening with our neighbor Mozambique. They obviously have large reserves of gas. South Africa stands to be benefiting at present on that, but the game could be changing, or is my research wrong? What is the relationship currently, therefore, Prof, between South Africa and Mozambique for Mozambique and gas? And how is it that Mozambique has such large reserves? Are they, for whatever reason, not available to us? So we have a very good relationship with uh, Mozambique. Um, as things stand, we get about 2,000 megawatts um, of power from um, the Caborabasa uh, uh, water scheme, uh, where they have the hydro uh, powers uh, plant there. Um, we we get uh, some of that power from them, and we've been getting that power for quite a long time. Uh, with the energy crisis, uh, President Ramaphosa uh, escalated that kind of an, a, a relationship to the exploitation of the gas reserves that Mozambique has. Mo- Mozambique has got a, quite a lot of gas reserves that have been proven. Uh, South Africa has got uh, what we call shale gas um, that has not yet been fully uh, exploited Karoo, is that right? or uh, explored in the Karoo. Uh, we've got some gas in the in in the belt up north in in Limpopo uh, that has not been uh, fully uh, exploited or explored. But Mozambique has got very good uh, gas reserves, and gas is one stage below coal when it comes to 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 emissions so it's it's quite a good transitional uh, uh, kind of fuel and the other thing with gas is that when you've got gas power plants and you've got a a flexible uh, a, a, a kind of power system that does not have a, a a constant demand the demand goes up and and down which is like what we have in south africa where the demand goes up and down we've got peak demand we've got low demand and then, then you've got the intermediate. You need a fuel, a flexible fuel source that you can then deploy or dispatch when, when, when the demand goes high. That's why in South Africa we use uh, diesel, for instance, for, for what we call peaking power. So when you have gas, it becomes easy to run that power system. So that's what that's that's one of the advantages. So the gas has got two advantages. It's, it's you can run a flexible power system with it. You can you, it also it's also one stage uh, below for uh, fossil, other fossil fuels in terms of emissions, which is where why now South Africa has, has kind of um, 
upped the, 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 the memorandum of understanding between South Africa and Mozambique so that we can import the gas. We can also have a gas pipeline bringing the gas into South Africa. We can also produce some electricity from Mozambique and, and then uh, sending it down to, to South Africa. When, when the system is constrained. So in the near future, gas is also from Mozambique is also going to play a very big role. And with gas, uh, there's quite a lot of other things that we can do in addition to just electricity production. You can you can turn it into other, other uh, um, uh, uh, fine chemicals that can be used for other downstream processes. Let's talk about the downstream impact potentially at a commercial level for those who want to operate in the space, for those who currently may be constrained. It was only recently that the government, through a proclamation by President Ramaphosa only last year, that capacity from a private um, producer was increased to something like 100 um, megawatts, I think it was, as the case may be. Will there now be an opportunity, first of all, on the concession that there are energy concerns and the fact that the challenges occasioned at all by ESCOM create the need, if not demand altogether, for other players to participate in the energy security production distribution in the country and to the extent that the green hydrogen project is one such initiative at a governmental level, how will that one redound to the ground so that you've got smaller independent players who are taking that electricity to South African homes, which is what a majority of homes right now need as surety to navigate this year. So so if you look at the gas um, uh, um, upstream and downstream uh, processes, um, when we, we start to talk about uh, gas pipelines, um, uh, government is involved um, and and uh, big businesses are involved in terms of uh, servicing that pipeline. Uh, when the gas gets to to, to South Africa, um, the, the 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 main thing that that would happen is mainly around the gas power stations. So you you know that once you have an a, a an electricity production facility uh, in a particular area, there is the, there is then naturally other economic activities around that power production facility. So those are the opportunities that may flow for, for other small businesses uh, that can supply other things within the, 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 the vicinity. Um, the original equipment manufacturers who will be manufacturing other components that are associated with electricity production using the gas, for instance, they will have those opportunities. Um, people will be employed, for instance, to service the gas turbines and things like that. The reskilling and upskilling of some of the people within the particular areas where uh, these power stations could be. Uh, and also, uh, we're also looking at the possibilities of um, repurposing some of the old power stations to run on gas, for instance. So there will be the reskilling of the people. Uh, so that some of the people don't lose jobs, especially the young people who are who, who were recently employed and things like that. So it also brings a lot of other activities around the the electricity production uh, facility. And depending on how 
far as South Africa wants to take this, uh, we can look at the chemical side of things where uh, there can be other production production of other chemicals that can also lead to the to the skilling of the people mm, and mm. stimulating the the economy in the particular areas where this uh, 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 gas gas production gas will be piped sure. and used. You would certainly appreciate that as an academic. This question that follows, and that is, how much of everything you have said? there is space for universities, as well as TVET colleges, in fact, especially in the light of reskilling people, repurposing certain whatever in the broader energy infrastructure for the purposes of economic participation. How much scope is being set aside, or how much are these public funds or these funds that are being generated and research being part of addressing curricular changes so that you can get more people participating in that space, reskilling, teaching in the broad sense, sustainable development so that they can go back into this economy that requires this, these skills rather to roll out this green hydrogen among other energy initiatives. So uh, that's a very good question because uh, already we started at the we started looking at the skills from the Department of Science and Innovation's point of view. Uh, they funded various studies that looked at um, what skills do we need um, in addition to the training that has been taking place in the country for the past 15 years. Um, and and most of the training that took place was in the renewable energy space, in the in the hydrogen space. And we've lost quite a lot of those skills to the to other countries. We've got people who are trained here in South Africa who are working in the UK, for instance. Um, now, when you talk about skills at TVET college level, we are busy working on on curriculum uh, that will deal specifically with with skills at at TVET college level, where we will be training technicians and artisans um, in the hydrogen for them to be able to work in the hydrogen space. Uh, there are there are uh, pilots that have been done already. Um, as I'm speaking now, we have a project, um, a number of other projects, but there's a particular project in Limpopo where we've started training some of the young people, Tibet College graduates, in renewable energy and the hydrogen systems where we deployed a five kilowatt uh, smaller system that, that we are using to train them. And, and also they are doing some, they are planning some businesses around that. Uh, but over and above that, at national level, uh, through the Department of Science and Innovation and SANEDI, where I am now, we are starting to, to, to work with TVET colleges to look at their current curriculum, because in most cases, we're just looking at electrical engineering. Um, uh, when you talk of renewable energy, there's a lot of electrical machines that are involved. Um, so it's a matter of introducing the electrical engineering learner or student into the other side of things. So, so those we are already planning. If you take Komati Power Station, for instance, uh, ESCOM is planning to establish a training center there for, for the reskilling of the, of the workers, um, the technicians and, and, the, and the artisans. Uh, who were involved at Komati, uh, reskilling them in renewable, training them in renewable energy, mainly solar and wind energy. They've already started uh, manufacturing what we call the mini grids uh, there at Komati Power Station. So, so already we're looking at uh, the, the the skills revolution in the entire sector, from all the way from PhD levels all the way to 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 N3, N4 level.
Well, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, sir. We certainly do appreciate that. And I certainly do think that you'll have to come back on another day when we probably have more time and can engage in some of the deeper issues to which you have touched. And certainly I appreciate hearing from you. You're welcome. Prof. Samson Mampueli is at Sanedi as the head of the DSI Energy Secretariat there. It's 2201. Please don't smack me. Kimodupi Mahali Meli with the news. Thank <laughs> you.